I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Cal Rowe and I'm here with my co-host, Aish Ravi. How are you, Aish? I'm great, Cal. How are you? Very, very good. I've had a pretty excellent weekend of footy, as I imagine most would have. Of course, it was Pride Round. An extremely excellent and meaningful celebration for so many. This one was particularly special because, of course, we had all 18 teams get around it. Everyone debuted their Pride Guernseys. Did you have a favourite Pride kit? I did love the doggies kit. It was pretty great, wasn't it? I also really liked Port Adelaide's. That was particularly good setup. Yes. So many good options. Yes. Yes. <laughs> much like the socks. Never, never too much Pride gear. No, no. <laughs> And, you know, of course, this is the first year that they've sold the Pride Socks after I think pretty much every footy player I know has coveted them for so long. So uh, very excited to get my hands on those too. I've got four pairs now. Um, So that's pretty good. Yeah, I should probably (laughs) just calm that down. (laughs) Hey, so the round started on Friday night with the Blues taking on the Tigers at Icon Park. Final score for this one was 5-4-34 to the Blues and 6-8-44 to Tigers. Blues got out to an early lead, which had me, of course, quite excited. I was at this game. But they were reined back in by the Tigers, who have kept their winning streak going to six wins on the trot, which is pretty awesome. Both teams showed their skill on the run with ball in hand, but it was Richmond who were just far more dangerous inside 50, especially thanks to Port Wakefield. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. Very, very exciting. And whilst the Blues did lose, and I was a bit disappointed about that, I don't think it was actually bad for you. It was just really good, competitive, contested football. Who are your playing performer votes for this round? Well, I think Conti, I mean, no surprise, she'll have my three again. Um, mm-hmm. She's had my three like every week for Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Wakefield two and Mackenzie one. Uh- Come fairly close to that. I've given Mon Conti my three votes. Agree with you there. She's having pretty amazing season. In this game, she had 30 disposals, three tackles and two marks. And obviously it was very impactful through the middle for the Tykes. I've given my two votes to Court Wakefield. Agree with you there also. She had eight disposals, four tackles and four goals. Love to see a tall forward performing, especially Court Wakefield. And I've given one vote to Abby McKay, who had 19 disposals and 11 tackles. 11 is uh, is pretty huge. Great season from her. And then, of course, on Friday night, we were treated to a second game. I'm enjoying the back-to-back Friday night games. This one, of course, was a game that I think a lot of people were looking forward to. It was touted as a potential grand final preview, and it was intense. It was a relatively tight opening quarter that gave way to an absolutely dominant Brisbane team performance. The Lions snuffed out really any attempt by the Crows to move the ball cleanly. 
plenty of scoring avenues for Brisbane. Um, so saw them piling on the goals. I guess it's a pretty huge statement. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really good game. It was a tight game. It wasn't a complete blowout like what every other Brisbane game, you know, has been. Still good contested footy, but uh, they just kind of put the gas on in that second quarter, got out, and the Crows never really were able to, to rein them back in. Uh, who are your player performer votes for this one? So for me, I had, uh, I gave uh, Randall three votes um, mm-hmm. and then Ben Conway and Dawes two and one. Pretty unfortunate for Chelsea's role of that ankle. I don't know if you saw the footage when she came down from that mark, but oh, it made me feel a little bit sick. Looks like she's got a bit of a race against time to get back for finals. Uh, my 3-2-1 goes to, I've given three votes to Ali Anderson. Uh, she had 22 disposals, seven tackles and kicked a goal. Pretty good night in the office. I've given two votes to Sophie Conway, who had 15 disposals, one tackle and two goals. And I've given one vote to Chelsea Randall, who had 23 disposals, five tackles and one goal. Those three, I reckon we've named all three of them a few times this season. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the Port North game. Yeah, so the Port uh, North game was quite an entertaining game. So North Melbourne uh, played Port at Alberton Oval on Saturday. It was a very close game in a sense, like especially early on. But then, you know, the Kangaroos just really powered home, uh, winning the game 7-12-54-4-5-29. I actually ended up being quite a close contest only because North Melbourne were quite inaccurate in front of goal. Mm. They definitely really kicked ahead um, after halftime, led by their captain, Emma Carney, who had 20 disposals, uh, which mm. was awesome to see. And she really changed uh, the dynamic in the midfield, especially after halftime. Yeah, Carney seems to really have the ability to do that. I thoroughly enjoyed watching her play in that halfback role and rebounding out of defence to try and sort of turn the tide on, on the game. I feel like they underestimated Port a bit in that first quarter and didn't expect them to come out so hard. So it was nice to see that from an expansion side. Who are you playing on performer votes for this one? Yeah, I gave my three votes to Jazz Garner, who had another stellar performance and, you know, really good game from her. She's in really good form, which is really great to see. Then the captain, um, Carney, got my two and Riddle got one. Uh, I've agreed with you on a couple of ones there. Uh, Jazzy Garner, having a season, as we well know. She had 27 disposals, five tackles and two goals. Uh, so she gets my three votes. She's also very much in contention for the league best and fairest uh, and is now top of the Coaches Association votes too. I've given two votes to Emma Carney, love a captain's performance, of course, 20 disposals and three tackles, pretty good effort. And I've given one vote to Ange Foley from Port Adelaide, who had 16 disposals, one tackle, one goal, which was a beautiful 55-metre bomb to to get Port Adelaide's side on the board. Excellent stuff. Yes, it was. So after that game, uh, we, of course, had the first game of the doubleheader at Icon Park. So that was Essendon taking on the Swans. Final score for this game was 7-6-48 to the Swans, 7-2-44. So the Swans had their first win within the clutches, but were denied it. And by the time we've done this recording, the AFL has actually since acknowledged that they should have been awarded a goal, but weren't as a result of a goal umpire decision. So a little bit contentious there. But uh, despite that, this was probably the best performance yet from Sydney. Uh, The young side really showed a lot more connection and structure than they have in previous games. And 
and were consistent with that across all four quarters. They actually went into the halftime break ahead on the scoreboard. Mm. I think the Bombers, again, like we discussed with North Melbourne before, might have actually come in a little bit cocky and, and underestimated just what the Swans might do. Uh, but they've regained their composure and, and regained the lead to finish just four points in front at the final siren. Lots to like and really nice to see that the Swans side, despite not nabbing the win, have uh, kept kept at it and kept working on their process and structure. So good to see. Who are your plan performer votes for this one? So my three I gave to uh, Bonnie Toogood, who I thought uh, played a really good game for Essendon, and and then my two for Prisparkis and one for Clark. Nice. I've given my three votes to Kat Phillips. She had 11 disposals, two tackles and two goals and was pretty influential on their wing in terms of uh, intercepting the ball and moving it up up the wing. I've given two votes to Bonnie Toogood. Totally agree. Very important in this game. 14 disposals, five tackles and one goal. And I've given one vote to Sophia Hurley, who had 12 disposals, six tackles and two goals for the Swannies. Also made team of the week for the AFLW too. So an impressive outing for her. That is awesome. So the second game at Icon Park uh, was Geelong versus West Coast. So Geelong uh, notched up its sixth win of the season against West Coast. So winning 4-10-34 to 4-1-25. So it was a really good game. Uh, you know, Geelong uh, started the game quite well, but I think similar to the, the last game, Kel, uh, they may have you know, came into this game a bit confident. They were very, uh, you know, wasteful in front of goal. But lucky, you know, Geelong had pretty strong presence in the in their defence in the sense that they really didn't really allow for the ball to, you know, West Coast to do too much damage. It's, uh has been pretty consistent across the board, um, obviously led by the captain, Meg Mack. Doesn't let a lot get through. Poor old Michaela Weston and her arm. That was a pretty gnarly injury to, to have. Don't watch the footage if you're a little bit squeamish. But someone was explaining to me during the week that they thought it it reminded them a lot of uh, a scene in Harry Potter where someone has to regrow their bones. And I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> Who are you playing performer votes for this one? Yeah, so for me, Georgie Prosparkis has um, been really exciting to watch this year. You know, she had a game with 21 disposals and 12 tackles. She got my three votes and then Nina Morrison got my two votes and McDonald got my one. Yeah, nice. I agree with you. I gave my three votes to Georgie. Uh, I gave my two votes to Amy McDonald. She had 20 disposals and eight tackles. Uh, And I've given one vote to Dana Hooker, who had 20 disposals three tackles and a goal so always nice to see her performing awesome the next one is suns melbourne so this game was our uh you know gold coast at at home so at metricon stadium Mm. and melbourne yeah they surged a second on the ladder with a really relatively easy game for them with a 49 point win over the gold coast suns demons winning 9-4-58 to 1-3-9 very comprehensive yeah very very comprehensive win and fitting for daisy pierce who's been an absolute legend for the D's in her 50th game. She kicked the game's first goal and was in exceptional form as she has been this season. Yeah, really, really good team all-round performance by the D's with Taylor Harris also getting on the scoreboard and contributing and the midfield racking up a lot of possessions with Olivia Purcell with 32 disposals. She was definitely leading the way for the D's. So, yeah, really, really comprehensive win from Melbourne. Nice. Who are your player and performer votes for that one? I'm giving Daisy Pierce my three votes. I think nice. in her 50th game, 
And, you know, she did play well and she had a lot of impact in terms of, you know, assists and scoring. Mm. So she had one goal, which was fitting for her. I gave uh, Harris the two votes and Purcell one. I've actually given my three votes to Liv Purcell. Huge effort from her. And and I know, you know, we've mentioned it previously, but it, it is really great to see her succeeding in Melbourne. I've given two votes to Lil Mithin, who had 24 disposals and five tackles. She's always a, a pretty important cog in the in the middle for them. And I gave Ali Drennan my one vote for the Gold Coast Suns, 20 disposals and eight tackles. Another one of those players for the Suns who's just always at work in the middle. Awesome. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So our game following on from that one was the regional game out in Ballarat at Mars Stadium. I went to this one and just had the best day ever. It was, of course, the Dogs taking on the Saints. Uh, the final score was 4-11-35 to 3-2-20 in favour of the Dogs. This was an amazing Pride Round game that kind of had it all. It was the perfect jumper clash. It had some really great regional vibes at an exceptional venue. And it was just a really good contest that saw the dogs back on the winners list, of course, too. Alice Edmonds was extremely destructive in the ruck for the dogs uh, and easily the best on the ground for the day. And whilst the, the Saints actually held the lead for three quarters of the game, it was the Bulldogs that surged home in the back quarter for the win. It also sees them sneak into finals contention, jumping over Gold Coast and have that eighth spot. Yeah, it is good. And another you know, great round of football on what was a beautiful day out in Ballarat. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a pretty fantastic venue, that Mars Stadium. Uh, who were your player performers for this one? So I gave my three to Edmonds, two to Blackburn, and one to Alice Burke from the Saints. Very nice. There was a, a clash of the Alices in this game. Uh, I've given three votes to Alice Edmonds. Huge day out for her. And obviously her season has just been um, incredible in in the sense of her development and improvement compared to the one at the start of the year. Um, In this game, she had eight disposals, 39 hitouts and nine tackles, which is uh, is pretty impressive. I've given my two votes to Ellie Blackburn, uh, who had 23 disposals and six tackles. And I've given one vote to Bianca Jacobson for the Saints, who obviously spent a fair bit of time patrolling their Saints back line. Uh, she had 20 disposals and four tackles. Awesome. Great game. So then our next uh, round was uh, Hawks v Giants at Giants Turf. Giants had a really uh, good win. It was quite a close game, actually, this one, with the Giants winning by one point. So 4-10-34 mm. to Hawthorne's 5 3 Close game um, and really the game could have gone either way, um, but it was great to see Hawthorne, you know, kick their the opening goal, which they haven't been able to do. Um, I mean, it was quite a high quality game with a lot of contested footy in the middle and yeah, really good, good, exciting football to watch. 
Some great goals too. Um, obviously, Ketchy kicked a magnificent one from a real tight angle in the pocket and that got nominated for goal of the year. And it had everything. It was a very impressive game. I think both teams should be quite pleased with. Who are you playing performance for this one? So for this one, I had Parker for three and had Lucas Rod for two and mm-hmm. Garnett for one. Nice. I have agreed with you on the first one. Uh, I've given... Elise Parker, my three votes. She had 30 disposals and three tackles. Huge game from her. I gave Alicia Eva two votes. Who She had 21 disposals and six tackles. And I gave one vote to Tilly Lucas-Rod, who had 18 disposals and eight tackles. So big, big day out from all three of them. Yeah, it was. Uh, so our final game for the round was also one that I was looking forward to. This is usually a pretty good contested game. And it certainly was... Uh, but not if you look at the scoreboard. <laughs> I'm, of course, talking about Fremantle taking on the Pies at a Fremantle Oval. The final score for this one was 0-3-3 to the Pies 4-8-32. So it's actually the first ever win for Collingwood over Fremantle since this, the competition has started. And whilst Pies really dominated the scoreboard and they kept Fremantle goalless, the actual contest told a very different story. It was really pressure heavy. Freo really put up a gallant fight considering that they only had 20 fit players and one train-on player to make up the full fielding team. They've had a real rough drop with injuries this season, but they, they just weren't able to overcome a really solid Pies defence led by Stacey Livingston and some pretty creative forward craft as well. Obviously, there's a beautiful goal from Sabs. Um, this is her, you know, stomping ground back in uh, local footy days. So pretty great to see her kick two and succeed in, in this game in front of uh, friends and family in the West. Who are your plan performer votes for this one? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I thought, uh, yes, Sabs played really well. So I'm giving mm. her my three votes, nice. followed, followed by Lambert at two and Livingston at one. Excellent. I've given my three votes to Jamie Lambert. 19 disposals, five tackles, one goal. Pretty comprehensive effort from her. I've given my two votes to Mickey Can, who had 20 disposals and four tackles. And again, she's having a really great season in lieu of uh, a few injured midfielders. She's really had to step up in the middle for the, the pies. And I've given one vote to Kiara Bowers, who had 28 disposals and 11 tackles. Pretty standard turbo day. Yeah. So the Pies would be pretty happy about that win because obviously it's the first one against Fremantle, but um, certainly a nice one to to round out the pointy end of the season too. You know, they're well and truly in the mix in the top eight. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. So we've got two rounds left of the competition. Obviously round nine is this weekend coming. What's your game to watch? I'm really looking forward to Richmond uh, versus Giants. So at the Mildura Sporting Precinct. That'll be a really nice one too. Um, Cordy Wakefield's from that neck of the woods, so it'd be great for her to to play in front of a home crowd in a sense. Yeah. I've chosen, and I this is a favourite rivalry of mine that's been brewing in the in the AFLW, but I've chosen the Ruse v Pies game. It's an absolutely classic AFLW banger, especially at the pointy end of this season. I think both teams are obviously in the mix for finals. One some, they've lost some against each other. It's usually incredibly hotly contested, quite fiery. It's been played at Vic Park, so it's Collingwood's fortress. Really excited to see how that one plays out. I think I might try and get along to it. Awesome, Kel. Yeah, it looks like another exciting round of football ahead of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, that's a wrap for this week, round eight of uh, season seven of the AFLW. If you would like to follow along with us for the tiny little bit of the season that's left, obviously the next couple of rounds and finals, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at row underscore Kel, and you can also find at play on Radio Mel. Aish, what's your Twitter handle? Aish underscore Ravi one. Perfect. Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Pretty Actually. See ya. Bye.